You are now entering the Thick Goddess Energy Morning Show. Building didn't let my fears kill me. Transmuting my pain in the cleanse in the rain. Found out I was working and I conquered my demons. I accepted my purpose and the goddess I became. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is your Thick Goddess Energy Morning Show, and I'm your host, Sariana, a.k.a. Divine Moon Goddess, in the building. Uh, let me just start with my sponsor real quick, which is We Are, sponsored by Infinitely Twisted Plush. There's a plush waiting for you. You can check them out on infinitelytwistedplush.com. Now, today I have a special guest um, his name is Christian. He is CH Reiki Healing and also has a group called Tarot Hub on Facebook. So make sure you guys go check him out and support him. I will have his links on YouTube. Uh, so make sure you go check out the YouTube and you can get his links from there um, because on the podcast, it's a little bit hard to put links and shit in the description. So that's what I got for you guys. So we're just going to go ahead and jump in it. All right, let's jump into it. Um, I have a special guest is Christian, also um, CH Reiki Healing, right? When the, yeah, it's right in front of me. <laughs> I, I wanted to, of course, you tell who you are because it's it's more than Reiki. You do a lot more than than just Reiki. So wanted you to just let the viewers know who you are, what all you do. And then, of course, I do want to go into what brought you here because I love the every healer has a background and a tale of how they became who they are, right? And yes. I would love to go into uh, that. So my past started off when I was very young. I had no clue. Uh, my imaginary friends were not imaginary. I, I had the whole, you know, stereotypical uh, imaginary friends. Um, I always had that feeling that I didn't fit in um, and I didn't know why until fast forward to my like mid twenties or whatnot, when my mom all of a sudden drops a bombshell, like, oh yeah, you have this in your bloodline. I'm like, you couldn't have told me sooner. Right? So that was kind of frustrating. Like you're telling me now, right? So it's like, all right, it came out. Um, since as early as I could remember, like nine or 10, um, I realized I was messing around with certain things. So. It wasn't like hindsight's always twenty twenty. So I didn't realize what it was leading into when I, of course, when I was like nine or 10, but I didn't realize that I had an addicted personality. And uh, sure enough, later on, that would turn into a full blown addict. Um, and that's what led me on my path. Because when I was in my early twenties, I got introduced to Reiki. I got introduced to this healing energy, to the whole metaphysical world, crystals, uh, uh, sage and Palo Santo doing the whole salt cleanse, um, all that good stuff. But I didn't really know what to do with it mm. until my mid thirties. Um, so my mid thirties, that's when my addiction of course had spiraled out of control and I didn't know what to do. So at the time I was working uh, on a farm in Anza, in Anza, California. And, um, what ended up happening was I I was given uh, 
a little bit of mushrooms and a little bit of acid. And I sat there after meditating for 40 days out in the desert. Uh, I was meditating every day, a few hours a day. I finally decided to take these as sacraments. I used them for something good, not just to trip out. And I placed my intent to go to another realm. Um, I meditated with them for about 30 minutes before I even took both of them. And I took both of them. I took like two tabs of acid with an eighth of shrooms and I blasted off. Uh, long story short, um, I got in touch with uh, Source Energy. Um, Source Energy explained a few things to me. He saw my struggles and he asked what I wanted to do and he had a sense of humor. Um, we joked around a little bit and he pretty much was says, okay, I'm taking you back. Um, and when you get back there, you're gonna be in alignment to what it is that you need to do. So I was like, yeah, okay. Let's do this. So sure enough, the very next day after being completely down and off of everything, um, it's when everything happened. Like when you study Usui Reiki, you realize that this man went into the mountains for 21 days, meditated with nothing but water, fasted for those 21 days, and Usui Reiki got a download. Um, I feel I took the shortcut. <laughs> it's just like cam straight into it. Um, right. But I feel I, I also accomplished the same thing and I got that download. Um, that day, I ended up going to a neighbor's house across the street and I'll never forget the whole breakthrough that happened that day. That was, I guess what you would call my first Reiki miracle, was able to connect to her stepmom that had passed. I was able to describe her in full uh, detail to the point when she went out and dug a picture of her, we were both in awe. Like I described wow. one of the pictures to a T that she had hidden away for years that she hadn't looked at. She goes, how did you see them? Like, it's coming in right now. Um, that led to me bringing a message through from her mom, which was very emotional. Uh, it was about forgiveness and she just couldn't do it because the mom ignored some things that happened with her daughter. So it was just a big old mess and she just was still angry and hadn't released. I said, okay, look, my job is here just to tell you this, right? And then the third thing that happened with that too is her daughter's higher self came and sat next to me on the couch and was like, I need your help. I need to give you a message. I need you to tell my mom this. And I started seeing these images of my friend's grandpa. Right. And I'm like, why am I seeing? And, and I mentioned my friend's name, Nate. And that was the connection. So I learned that spirit is going to give you something and you have to find the connection. Right. So I was like, Nate. And she goes, oh, my God, that's that's her boyfriend right now. That's given her all sorts of trouble. And I started describing this building and she goes, oh, my God, that's the courthouse that we have to go to for this. And I'm like, you have to do that. So sure enough, they went ahead and took action and, and took right. care of that. But that was day one, right? The second day, um, I'm waking up to pandemonium on the farm. I'm looking at the baby goats, the baby sheep. I'm looking at the baby pigs and everything. There's just blood everywhere. I'm like, oh my God, what happened? And then I see the paw prints. I, I could tell the coyotes had come in and tried to take through the fence the little one. So one of them had two of them, a goat and a sheep, both had broken legs. One of them from one of the fangs, the, the canines in the front, um, had sheared straight down from the thigh all the way down to the ankle. And like, it was just peeled like a banana. Um, and I'm sitting like, I, it was muddy. It was uh, uh, midwinter. It, it, there was permafrost on the top. 
with mud and all their mess that they make. So it was very difficult to try to catch one of these little things. After falling in their mess for 30 minutes, I, I just sat there and I'm like, what am I going to do? And I heard a voice clear as a bell that said, use Reiki. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just ignored it and I tried it to, to, to get myself back in there. And I heard the voice even louder this time and it was stern. It was like, use Reiki. And I said, okay, all right, I get it. Okay, got it. So I went back to the trailer. I pulled out my book. Um, I looked at the distance Reiki symbols and I meditated, got into that state. And I just sent Reiki to all the animals. Um, all the animals within two weeks were fully healed. Um, the owner of the farm could not believe it because I sent them pictures of everything that was happening live. The other workers that were there couldn't believe how that happened. They're like, that is impossible for a broken leg and that flesh wound to heal itself to the point where you can't even tell anything happened in two weeks. So, like, all right. Um, miracle number three happened uh, the day after that. I ended up coming up off the farm. Uh and had some experiences in LA where I helped a couple of people and they were just instantly relieved. And uh, miracle number four was was me. Um, and that's when I realized that I needed the healing. So I used the healing on myself and I knew instantly that, that I that was it. That was the turning point to my recovery. That was when I saw what potential I truly had within me. And that's when I started aligning myself to my gifts. I got back into tarot, uh, back into uh, cards and cartomancy, whatever form of divination I could get, pendulums, crystals. And I really focused on uh, healing myself. Uh, right. That's when a lot of the stuff that I had read in my mid 20s came back. A lot of the Carlos Castaneda, uh, which was a healer has to heal himself to be able to heal others. Mm. And that's when like just the final missing pieces of the puzzles clicked and I knew what I had to do. I knew my purpose. And ever since then, I've been in alignment to my purpose. I love it. You know, I want to I want to trickle back because the addiction is is huge. And I do have a lot of huge following with people who have struggled, you know, clean, struggling um, in their path. What what do you when you look back at that, what really made you or kept you stuck in the cycle of addiction before you were uh, just escaping the pain? Okay. It's an escapist tendency. And addiction is not chemical. It's mostly behavior. Yeah, because what I found out is it only took, at least from in my experience, it only took me a few days to kick the stuff. Like three days off of weed, five days at the most. Alcohol was just like a week and flushing the system out. Uh, meth was the same. It was two weeks and getting some sleep, getting some food in you, rehydrating because that stuff really dehydrates you. Um, but pretty much well it was i realized that it wasn't chemical what it was was the environment the environment and the past trauma that i had suffered that was keeping me in that vicious circle because it would resurface and it's the number one thing that takes out addict is resentments when you're holding and harboring a resentment um it'll come back to it'll take you out because you it starts festering and it's like a splinter underneath the skin eventually you build up that pus ball um, and it has to go somewhere and it takes the toxic out with it. But right. for addicts, that becomes a lifelong cyst um, right. that's slowly oozing out. So you really have to get in there and get to the source. And it's either the past trauma, the inner child, the combination of the two, right. um, 
mommy and daddy issues, all sorts of stuff. And the number one thing I would say is lack of self-love. Um, because when you love yourself, um, when you respect yourself, you won't do anything to hurt yourself. You do everything you, you, you possibly can to preserve yourself. And I realized that I didn't love myself. I couldn't tolerate the person that I thought I was told I was. And that's the other thing too, is people start telling you who you are and it causes this identity crisis. And after a while, you're just like, fuck it, boop, pop some pills, do whatever to escape that. And then all of a sudden you don't care no but when you come back down, you start hearing it again. You're like, okay, okay, I don't want to hear it. What? Uh, okay, let me go use again. Right, right. Um, and that's pretty much well, uh, my experience with, with addiction was the self-love, the inner child, um, and dealing with some, some stuff um, that I didn't know how. Right, right. I, you know, that's the coming into this. I, I feel that we, we, and I know it's a part of our process, but we don't teach, we're not taught uh, core healing. We're not taught to get down there. And because most of us are taught like sweep it under the rug, you'll be fine. You know, you're a survivor, you're, you're good, you're strong, you know, be strong and, and just get over it. You know, everything is get over it, get over it, go, get over it instead of let me sit with this. Let me go back to that child self of mine and, and, and deal with right, it. Right, right. And it's usually a quick it. fix. Here are some pills. Here's some right. pills. Here's some right. pills. And when you start Googling the side effects, of those pills it's more of what you're trying to fucking get rid of it's like hey wait a minute what are you doing to me right um so yeah so i i realized what i had to do and it was an inner battle right i don't know how you feel about because i i know when i look at a lot of mental issues right that correlate with psychic abilities right you got a lot of people who have these mental ability mental issues but when you look they have they're very gifted at the same time and then when you look at a lot of the medications a lot of it it suppresses all of that really suppresses well that is very huge because you're dead you hit the the nail on the head um the our societies are well aware of that especially the government Mm -hmm. leaders and the best thing they could do is sever us from spirit and keep us enslaved to this matrix this reality uh where everything is abnormal and it's taught to be normal Um, So, no, I I strongly uh, agree with you on that, that these people that are suffering mental issues, um, it's like they're making this big fuss about like ADHD. um, And all it is is an untrained mind. You don't need to get them on legal meth to slow down their mind. All you need to do is teach them how to focus. And I'm a primary example of that. When I was in elementary school, I had a DHD all the way up to uh, my freshman year in in high school. And by my sophomore year, I realized that learning guitar got rid of it because I had to learn how to focus to be able to learn how to read the music um, and then play it back. And it took patience and practice. And if you have ADHD, you're going to try it a couple of times, sit it down, go play some video games and then jump to something else, go outside, skateboard, go and do something else. So I had to start reading to get my mind to focus on things a little bit, a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And then finally, I realized, oh, I no longer have a problem focusing on things because I have trained my mind to focus. 
I think it's a misconception with ADHD because I, I definitely was a child who who didn't sit still. And what I noticed looking back is I'm fucking brilliant. It's not that I can't learn. It's that if you were teaching me something that was boring or that something that didn't speak to me on a soul level, because I, I've always been that connected child. Right. So if you weren't speaking to me on those levels, I was done. I was checked out like no, I'm over here. But in our society, if we go back to society, right? Our society says, you got to learn this way. You got to do this. You got to read this, you know? And I feel that that, that, that sets us up for failure because if you're not learning like this way, if you're not processing this way, then all of a sudden something's wrong with you, you know? Yeah. Um, I totally agree with that. And it's just, uh, very sad. Um, to see what they put these kids through. Um, right. A lot of the friends that, that I had that were um, ADHD kids, um, they weren't. Um, see, and with me, it wasn't the medications that took me out. For these individuals, it was the medication that led them to the pills weren't enough. And then they yeah. found out that it's cheaper to buy meth on the street and <laughs> smell good or snort it than it was to pay the 50 bucks for six pills. Right. So, you know, they're like, well, hey, it does the same thing. And then, you know, then it starts to a uh, habitual habit of the smoking and the social um, right. thing with it. And that's what took them out. And I'm going to say about eight out of the 10 um, have managed to come back for good. Um, they've sobered up, they've cleaned up, they've gotten the help they needed. But there's always awesome. a, those two that just can't seem to to get uh, right. back to square one. They, they just... Uh, right. They have to, and that's the thing with addiction. They have to, they still have more to lose. Um, Because for me, when I realized what I had left to lose, I realized I can't afford to lose it. Because if I lose any more, I'm going to lose my life. Um, And that was the turning point for me. Like, no, 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 something's got to be done. Um, So I really started walking um, my spiritual path out in the serene environment on a farm, um, just connecting to nature and myself. And that was, that's all, that was all I needed. Um, and that's right. all really, most of us really, actually, I'm going to say all of us really need, we need to reform yeah. that connection with nature, with mother earth. Um, she has put every plant, everything that we need here to heal from anything we have. We don't need big pharma. Um, we right. don't need to be taking these pills, these, uh, remedies. Most of the stuff that you need for your body exists in your diet. And when you watch or pay attention to what you eat, you're going to see how dead your food is, how lifeless it is. Right. Um, so that was another big thing that I did was I, I switched over to the healthiest diet that I could. Um, and I did my research before I did. Um, my wonderful partner, um, she's the one that, that was the final push into becoming a vegan. Um, and that was right. the final thing that I needed to flush everything out of my system was that high vibrational full of light energy food that's just sitting there growing, absorbing the energy from the sun. Um, you, you are what you eat. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I wanted to touch something on your path that I read when I, when I looked at your page is you being homeless. Um, I think it is a huge hit when you experience being homeless, just that point, if you've never been homeless, you you just don't get it, right? You just can't understand what that feels like to like sleep in your car and have nowhere to go. What 
what kept you um, in those moments to stay strong in those moments? Man, um, everybody that I've talked to when I've gone uh, and been a guest speaker at some of these rehab facilities, at some of these AA facilities, NA facilities, uh, when my sponsor shared my story with other sponsors, they're like, bring him here. If he did that out of his car, he needs to share his story and it's just drive if you really want sobriety if you really want your recovery you're going to chase it like you chased your addiction you're going to chase the people that 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 bring you up because at one point of your life just a little bit ago literally yesterday you were chasing the ones that were bringing you down so you have to really want this uh, and there's no excuses Absolutely. So anybody that says, oh, I can't because of this, because of that. And I tell them I did a living out of my car when my family cut me off. Right. Like, I was homeless out of my car. And you have a family, you have a home, you're still working. I had none of that. Um, so it, it's a matter of drive and willpower. And being home homeless really humbled being homeless when you don't have a bathroom, when you really need one, um, when you're re uh, reliant on public bathrooms at the park and a water bottle to take a, a bath uh, or a shower there um, is very humbling. Um, when you have to humble yourself in a community where you went to school, uh, where you went to high school, elementary school, where everybody knows of you when you were up and good, uh, and then they have to pass by your car on their way to work when they have to see you. Um, that was very uh, humbling and, and at the same time humiliating. Um, but that didn't stop me. Like I didn't, I didn't care because I realized um, it was accepting and starting to clean up the wreckage of my past. I realized, okay, I got myself into this mess. Well, I can get myself out, and this is just going to be a small moment of it. Um, but yeah, living in the streets of LA uh, out of your car when you're trying to recover um, is, is yeah. huge. Uh, it is very difficult because um, everybody you meet seems to want to take you out. Everybody you meet uh, is trying to come up on you. Um, you can't really trust the people in mm -hmm. AA, NA, um, or any of these facilities because they, they're they still not the better version of themselves. They still have those addict mentalities. And if they see something that they like in your car, well, you're, you're still at risk, right? So right. Um, that was the, the main thing was avoiding the parking tickets, not oversleeping on sweet, uh, street sweeper days, uh, knowing the cycles of what opens at what time so you can use the bathroom early in the morning, use it before you go to bed. Because right. that that's honestly the most difficult challenge is having a, a bathroom you can use. Right. Like the luxuries that we know of, right? Especially in America, we're, we're very spoiled here. I think a lot of people are very spoiled here. And then when you get to that level where everything is stripped, it is an eye opener. It's definitely, I've, I've been homeless myself. So it's, it's an eye opener. And it is that brings you down to reality of that whole shit. You know, I'm in this space and I need to, I don't want to ever go back to that. That's one thing I, I would tell myself is I never want to go back to that space of of being just this nothing. Like this is my life. Like I'm not doing nothing with it. I'm just in this space. And I think for me it was the like the, yeah no I can't do this. This 
gotta change, you know? I do believe in the, you have to want it, right? Um, you were talking about that you can't trust the people in AA. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually work with a woman who is going through her recovery. I think she's been like a hundred and something days clean. And so, um, so much props to her, but her, um, she had to actually stop going to the AA group. I believe it is because, um, of her holding her crystals, you know, she would hold her crystals. She's getting, getting into crystals now. And some of the people would, would be telling or, or talking down to her from holding the crystal or telling her that if she doesn't follow the Bible, it's wrong. And so this no, is- No, no, because see, that's that's the, the thing that, that I, I had to tell people. Um, right. And it's, it's I, I grab the big blue book and I say, show me. Because you got to educate yourself. You got to read what Bill left us, right? So I, I grabbed the book and I handed it to them. And I'm like, first thing they're going to say is that a man can't sponsor a woman and a woman can't sponsor a man. I grabbed the book and I said, you find the page where that's written and you show it to me and and we'll be cool, right? They never come back. The second thing is it says a higher power of your own calling, of your own whatever you can relate to. If it's Batman, if it happens to be Spider-Man, if it's SpongeBob, whatever that higher power is, right? And it says spiritual, it does not say religion ever in that book. And I tell them to find that for me. So you gotta um, let them know, uh, let her know, or if she's listening to this, do not let anybody detour you from those groups and, and, and anybody that's trying to tell you who you are, um, don't listen to them because those people are more broken than, than they realize they are. Those are the broken people right. that don't even realize they're broken. And because they're broken and they see you trying to get better, they're going to bring you down at all costs. Only right. surround yourself with the people in AA who you've heard their story, you've seen how much clean time they have, and you see what they're doing with their lives. If these are the people that you find out, because everybody talks and gossips at the, at the meetings, you know right. who's been there for three years, who's been there and still hasn't gotten the program down. You know you know right so they you find out who uh is there selling uh the saddest thing that i saw was people would come to these um na facilities aa facilities and and try to to slang they try to like nope we're not letting this fish go um so you really have to be worried but the number one advice that i have for your friend is don't let anybody you keep being you do not change for nobody and if they're that narrow-minded just distance yourself from home because the only thing that matters is your recovery that's the number one priority they're on their own path you are on your own path stay in your lane let them crash let them go off the side of the road let them hit that telephone pole you stay on the road you continue driving towards your recovery and you will get it they're the ones that are going to keep coming back they're the ones that aren't going to get it um and that's not your problem to worry about. All Your only problem to worry about in those groups is yourself and finding a sponsor um, that can guide you and help you out of your situation. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I felt that immediately when she was telling me and I was like, yeah, no, no person who is, um, I know recovery is a... It's, a, it's, it's something you have to go through and not everyone in recovery is the best person to assist you and give you advice because they're still working through their issues. They're still healing. They're, they're still anger. There's still frustration. There's still shame and guilt and all of these things. But when she told me so many people were against her just on her crystals in her hand and I was like, 
what the fuck? Like, really? Out of all the things to focus on? Her crystals? <laughs> like, wait, what? Uh, you could tell her to tell them, at least it's not crystal meth in my hand. Like, real shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you thinking crystal is something? I, I would I would flip it on them. I'd be like, well, what's wrong with this crystal? You wish it was another one, huh? You wish this was a fat rock or something, don't you? <laughs> right? Because if, if you didn't, right. then you wouldn't be... You know, yeah, I, I would personally, I have no filter. It's gotten me in trouble before. Um, but yeah, I, I really clearly a few times have stated um, that there was actually a situation in one of the uh, fellowships that I was in where I was practicing my tarot and somebody uh, was very offended that I was doing the tarot in, in the, uh, the cafeteria, the rec room, whatever you want to call it, the lounge. Um, and they reported it to the, the highest authority there and they told me that I couldn't do that anymore. So I had a few other members that were very well versed in the club that were very high up uh, ranking members. It went to the board of the club and um, it was voted down. Um, they said, no, he can because it's spiritual. We have no religion. We have no affiliations to any right. sect, order or denomination. Um, and they had to honor that because if not, it would be breaking AA guidelines. Right. So it's in the blue book. Um, she has to really read what's in there. The the 10 and 12 um, answers all her questions about that. Um, it's okay. there. Uh, the rules are laid down for generations to prevent this kind of thing. Right, right. Um, and it was a learning experience for me because I thought, shit, it's it's 2019. Like, we should be cool, right? Like, right. <laughs> they quit burning witches at the stake years. No, it, it still happens. And if you're in the Bible Belt, um, if you're in that region of the U.S., um, it's just about educating people. Um, right. And I educate the ones that want to learn. I don't force it upon the ones that don't. So... Right. If they woke, if they if they if they woke, uh, let them rise. And if they if they're still sleeping, I'm not gonna bother. I'm gonna let them sleep. If they ain't woke, let them sleep. Yeah, I know she's listening. So I, I'm glad that you touched that because I I try to do the best I can, but I've never been someone who went to AA or NA or any of that. So I don't know how that works. I don't know the guidelines or anything. But I just felt that was really shitty of them uh, to treat her in such. And and I know that you're very fragile at some point, especially in the beginning, very fragile. Well, yeah, and that's exactly why they're doing that because uh, people were very jealous of how quick I got it. They were surprised. Uh, uh, some people were very jealous. Uh, they had been there for two to three years, uh, couldn't get past step five, couldn't get past step three, couldn't surrender to a higher power. And there I am um, within a, a matter of months uh, with my sponsor, having me stand up and saying, hey, i am completed my 12 steps. I am now open to sponsor anybody that wants to, uh, that needs yeah. help that I feel drawn to. Um, yeah. And they were vivid. They went and complained to other people uh, about it. And they went and talked to my sponsor and my sponsor pulled out the big blue book and says, look, uh, by the creator, the founder of this is to do this as quick as humanly possible. The quicker you do this and you become of service to other people, the more you help other people and the more it helps yourself by you constantly refreshing everything that's in here because you're going to have to go through it with this person. Then you're going to have to re relive it with this person and go through it with this person. And it's always going to be a solid foundation for you. Right. Constantly, it's like a teacher. The more they teach, the more they, they, they retain what they're teaching, right? 
Um, so it's the same thing. And uh, it was a strong thing because I saw how many people have issues beyond addiction. Um, there are so many people that, that are, are petty. There are so many people that do not want to see you get it. There's people betting. Uh, one of the saddest things I witnessed was uh, a couple of, um, of seniors uh, meaning they had had some time in, in this facility. Uh, they were well known, um, don't know about well respected, but I remember uh, watching the new group come in and I remember them doing bets. They were betting like, hey, how, how, how long do you think before this one slips or has a relapse or how, who do you think is gonna make it? And they were betting down money. And I was like, well, you're clearly not, <laughs> you might have uh, alcohol under your belt. You might have drugs under your belt, but you clearly have a gambling problem that you need to address. And they Excellent. were, oh no, 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 we're just, we're just doing this for fun. I'm like, so was the guy with the bottle at the end of the block. You know, he was right. just doing it for fun, right? So I had to point out to them, like, look, you, you're not healed. You're, you're still right. doing something of an addiction because you're sitting here betting on people to fail. Right. And I think shortly after that, they were removed um, uh, for that. They were, uh, it was, it came out and it was just horrible. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's sad. Uh, people yeah. there do not have your best interest in mind. Um, the only person that does is yourself. That's why you just need to focus on your healing. You need to focus on your recovery. You need to focus on your 12 steps. If she's at the point where she's working with a sponsor, that sponsor, needs to um needs to go ahead and uh be a primary example you need to go to these meetings often enough until you hear somebody spit out your story like oh that's me and you relate to it and like oh i've been there i lived that oh my god and you see what they have they have their family back they have that nice house they, they drive a beautiful car um, they have their life in order. And that's when you humble yourself and you're like, hey man, your story touched me. Um, I see what you have. Can you teach me how to get it? And the worst thing they can say is no, I'm full. I have too many sponsees right now. I can take down your number. The best thing they can say is, yeah, when are you free? When can we get down and start working uh, this blue book? Right. So right. to anybody out there listening to this, struggling with addiction, um, it's all it's all in your it's all in your hands. Um, how bad do you want this? Because if you truly want this, if you really want this, uh, there's no stopping you. Uh, what anybody else thinks, cares, feels about you doesn't fucking matter, yo. Um, the only thing that does matter is what you think, what you feel. Because at the end of the day, their opinions don't pay your bills. Their opinions ain't gonna help you get sober. Their opinions ain't gonna pave your way to recovery. They're, they're trying to take you out. Right. So just right. keep in your lane, do what you got to yeah. do um, and chase your recovery like you chased uh, your addiction and you will make it. Um, don't give up one day at a time. And for me, it was one moment at a time. I literally had to take one hour at a time and just stay focused on that one hour to the next. And then I started stringing days together. From days came weeks, from weeks came months. And uh, this October 8th is going to be three years for me. So awesome. congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so three years goes by really quick. Um, yeah. And that's that's the best I can tell you is is one day at a time. If you can't do one day if you're struggling with just one day, break it down. Go 10 minutes and congratulate yourself. Like go 20 minutes, go 30, go an hour. 
uh, take it. I had to literally take it one hour at a time. And you got to remember that it's replacing the habit. It's replacing the addiction. It took you time to learn how to use and learn all the games that you play when you're an addict. It took mm-hmm. you time to to go dumpster diving and rob, for, uh, steal from people, um, and all the shady shit that you had to do to get your habit. Now you got to replace that with reading, studying, learning a craft, um, building something, doing something positive. And that's the hardest part. Is is I forgot. I was so lost in my addiction that I forgot what I did when I was sober. Like, what the fuck did I, I remember playing guitar? What else? Right. Okay, Xbox. Uh, what did I do with friends? Oh yeah, I drink and smoke. Okay, well, okay, back to, so right. I had, I realized that I had to surround myself with clean and sober people. Where do I find them? Well, you find them in clean and sober hangout spots. You don't find them, um, you know, in the places that you normally would. You don't go to bars, right? You definitely don't go to nightclubs and any of those venues. Um, so it was a learning curve. You have to relearn how to live again. Right. And that self-love, you have to learn how to love yourself because I agree with you when you said that you will not make it very far if you don't find a way to love yourself on some level and keep striving to love yourself more and more and forgive yourself for every shitty thing that you you think you've done, right? Everything that you think you, you hurt or the people you hurt, just keep working through the forgiveness of self and self-love. I think it's a big part of that. I like your saying though, chase your recovery like you chased your addiction. I fucking love that. That needs to be a slogan. <laughs> it is. I, I, that's not mine. I didn't make that up. I borrowed that. Okay, <laughs> I, awesome. I give credit where credit is due. Um, you pick up a bunch of funny stuff when you go to these, the right, um, the right and AAA places. Um, I learned so much out of those places. Um, pay attention to the guys that are like uh, 60 and have 30 years of recovery you'll learn something from them the guy that has six months um you can listen you they might have a nugget of wisdom on them but most of the time you're looking for those old timers with plenty of sobriety under their belt Mm -hmm. they will show you how to live life on life's terms they will show you how how to cope because one of the things that i had to learn is that it it is life on life's terms that it it is a situation and if it's us humans that label it good or bad but as humans we have free will and our free will comes into play when you get to pick how you react to that situation how do you choose to give your energy to that situation do you let it crumble you and take you out or do you go fuck it i'm i'm standing up for this i'm i'm not letting it get me i'm not giving away my energy i'm not getting angry i'm i'm gonna focus on what the lesson is here to be learned and when i see what the lesson is the problem will go away and I'm not going to focus on the problem. I'm going to focus on the lesson and the solution. And the universe will grant you the lesson and the solution. And then you level up. You go to the next level, level three. Let's see what level three has to offer. You might have to learn how to deal with a broken car on the way to work and control yourself, you know, and, and right. stay calm. Because some people lose it when, like, their shoelace breaks. Yeah. And like, if they're losing it over a shoelace or a belt buckle or a button on their, on their purse, God forbid, like something heavy, like hits you, right. uh, they're out, they're gone. They're, you know, so that's the whole point of, of recovery is learning how to deal with the blows that life throws at you. Right. Um, right. Cause it's, it's not about avoiding the storm. 
It's about learning how to dance in between the drops. Right. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people did not learn how to process their emotions as children. They did not know how to, they weren't taught to process things. So now as adults, you have a lot of adults having tantrums in moments where they should be able to process and okay this is something that happened all right let me let me move on but you have a lot of adults just spazzing out and having tantrums because no one ever taught them how to process well it's our society our society teaches men that pink is for girls and that men aren't supposed to cry so i mean you're you're telling them to suck it up buttercup and it's like uh no uh, so you, you can't need to, anymore. That's your whole essence as a human being. That's what you came down to earth to experience is the emotions. But the one thing that they forget to tell you is that your mind, is, you're a giant walking chemistry set. Every thought, everything that your mind process breaks down to enzymes and proteins that produce a little goblets of goo that your brain sucks up and that is happiness that is sadness that is depression and it's all up here you are that factory that's producing it. and the second you learn to control your mind to be mindful of your thoughts because where your thoughts go energy flows um you really have to be mindful of your thoughts because one of the things that i had to learn in this program is whether you think you can or you can't you're always going to be right. So I saw so many people that were like, I can't get it. I'm, I'm not, I could, I can't do a day. I can't, yep. can't even do this. And I saw my sponsor um, tell them, you're absolutely right. So I'm not going to waste my time with you. And they're like, oh, they get all hurt and right. offended. And he was trying to teach them something to yeah. change their mindset. And it, it would take them because they're still in active addiction. They still have it in their system. They're still detoxing. Some would get it right away. And they're like, oh my God, you're right. I can't. I just have to change my mindset. Others, it would take them a week, two weeks, a month. You know, everybody has their learning curve before they realized that it was their thought process, that he just wanted them to see that if they believed in themselves, they can do it. And if that they felt that they couldn't, that they they never would. What you think you're going to do, you're going to do. So if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you're always right. Whether you think you can or you can't. And that's one of the things that I had to uh, that was a hard pill to swallow. I was like, fuck. Oh, yeah. A, I can't blame this on anybody. Uh, there's like, fuck it. It's all me. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> right. So I was, you know, you realize that it's all you. It's, there's yeah. nothing, no one, um, no, uh, there is nothing. It is all you. Mm-hmm. That's what the awareness the awareness mm-hmm. and accountability comes into it, which it is hard to swallow that pill. It's not an easy thing to fucking admit or or just to be accountable for because all our lives we've been used to saying society and the person and this person and that person did it and I'm a product of all of that. But, you know, our power comes from our reaction. And the crazy part is is learning that part like, oh shit, it may have happened, but I didn't have to give energy to it. It may have happened, but I didn't need to spaz out. It may have happened, but I didn't need to let it break me. And um, that is something that is, is it's struggle. But once you get it, oh shit starts changing. <laughs> Life is my connect never called me asking me if I wanted that shit. My connect never came and asked me if I wanted to go to the bar and get drunk. (laughs) I showed up willingly, let's do this shit. You know, where you at? How long are you gonna be? That's all you, right? Right? I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say that it's like 
0.03% of the population that actually has a gun to their head saying, smoke that shit, I'm gonna blast you. The right. other 99.7, uh, that's all you. That's all you. You have the choice to delete their numbers. You have the choice to surround yourself with better people that are clean and sober that have something going with their lives. Because one of the biggest things that I learned spiritually was you have to surround yourself with the people that you want to become. If you right. want to become a monk, you're not going to do it by hanging out with gangsters. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to meet nope. that spiritual gangster that's going to blast you with 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 love. You know, he's not going to blast you because he loves you. He's going to blast you because you're wearing the wrong colors walking down the street. That ain't the person that you want to surround yourself if you're no. looking for monkhood. You know, um, so if you're looking to elevate your life, you have to surround yourself with the people that are already elevated, and you right. learn from them. You learn. Uh, through what they're doing, how they're acting, how they're behaving themselves, how they're they're composing themselves in certain situations, how are they applying their time and energy. And, and you copy it. You start dressing like them. You start walking like them. You start talking like them. Eventually, you become one of them. Right. Um, right. And that's that's what you're, you're striving for. So if you're struggling, your environment, because it's not the oak tree growing in that little pot that prevents it from being that massive oak tree. It's the environment. It's the pot that it's in. It's not the soil. It's the cramped space that it's in. The second you take that thing out of that pot and you plant it in the ground, it's going to flourish. And that's what right. you're looking for. You're looking to get out of your toxic environment so that you can bloom and blossom and be the person that you're meant to be because nobody likes doing what they're doing in addiction to continue their addiction going. And eventually enough is enough. Um, right. And that's that's the moment that you that you just know that's something I, I can't talk about. That's something I, I, I just can't make people understand. Like people go, when is enough enough? And that's different for everybody. Yeah. Um, how much more do you got to lose? What can't you afford to lose if you've already lost it all and, and you're out on the streets and uh, you have nothing? The last thing you have is your life and some people don't make it out of addiction alive and that sh that's the strongest message that right there that some people just don't get it and and those are the people that it takes out yeah it's rough i want to um i want to swing to animal reiki um when i read that on there because it's not something that most people do it's not really common you don't have a lot of of people promoting um animal reiki so i know you talked about the farm which is i feel like a huge piece of of why you do it but i feel like you also have to have a really huge place in your heart space for animals um well, it comes down to the five Reiki principles, and in there, it, it's really about uh, I will not hurt or I will be kind to every living thing. Um, and that really sticks with you. When you practice the five Reiki principles, um, you realize that uh, just for today, I will not be angry. Just for today, I will do my work honestly. Just for today, I will be kind to my neighbor and every living thing. Um, those, when you start really going through those every day um, and you build them in, the first 21 days of Reiki, um, they say that if you want to change your life, you do something for 21 days. 21 days seems to be a magic number for anything. Right. You want to learn something new, you immerse yourself in it for 21 days. Uh, Asui, the, the, uh, the one that rediscovered, I don't think he did discover it, the one that rediscovered it, because Reiki is practiced by the, sh the shamans. Um, mm -hmm. There's different variations. The symbols go way back on cave walls. Um, right. So uh, 
um, he rediscovered it by entering that space, that that uh, a different realm, um, tapping into source energy. Um, and we're all we all have that ability. But working with animals uh, for me was very unique. Um, believe it or not, I used to be an avid hunter. Um, I killed animals uh, to eat them. Um, when I was on the farm, we had a rabbit infestation and we had to do what we could to to limit the population because it was either spreading disease or they were getting into the food system for the other animals. They were a big problem. Um, so when I got into this part of my journey, I quit hunting. Um, mm. That's when I was making the transition and going to vegan because you realize that the, the greatest book of all time, the Bible says, thou shalt not kill. It never says human or animal. It just says simply, thou shalt not kill. That's telling me that all life is sacred. Right. And, and to me, that's when it hit. Because it never says, thou shalt not kill your fellow man. Um, you love everybody like you love thy neighbor. Right. And that hit home. Like something changed in me. Um, and, and that's, that's when I... Um, felt bad for every fish I had hooked. That's when I felt bad for every animal I had eaten, every animal I had thrown into a compost pile. Um, it, it really hit hard and it took me, I'm gonna say a, a, a close to a month to release all that, to, to um, be able to forgive myself for all the animals that I had hurt. Um, but something changed. Um, I noticed that once I had done that, um, like the animals picked up on it. Like, okay, he's sorry. And the ones that wouldn't come near me before all of a sudden did. Um, I realized when I'm doing Reiki, now it's a different story. People, when I'm, I'm walking dogs um, or out and about, uh, people's dogs are drawn to me. And they're like, right. my dog doesn't like anybody. Why does my dog like you? And then I hand him my business card. I'm a Reiki right. uh, I do animal Reiki. Um, here in Switzerland, um, it's very interesting because Reiki, uh, especially due to the pandemic, really died down. But people love their pets <laughs> like a little bit more, honestly, than they love their kids. And when I ask them oh, why, wow. they go, because the dog listens. <laughs> you know? um, so I, I find it kind of uh, interesting that here, um, how well taken care of every animal is. Um, and this is something that yeah. needs to spread worldwide. Um, the, right. the love and compassion that they have for animals here is very mind blowing. Um, the respect right. for them, um, they're well taken care of, they're well fed, the dogs are all well trained. Um, and, and you see how, how loving people are towards the animals here. Um, yeah. And here, um, I find it, um, more interesting that I get more inquiries about animal Reiki than I do human Reiki. Uh, more people are more interested in the human Reiki. And most animal, uh, or I'm sorry, most Reiki practitioners do do the animal Reiki, but it depends on your region and where you're at, whether you get more animal or more human. Obviously, if you're in the mm -hmm. countryside, um, you're going to get more of the farmers that have, I've tried everything. I've tried every vet in town. My horse ain't getting better. This is my prize. Uh, Betsy here, what can you do for me? Right, um, and they right. see that after three or four sessions that the horse comes back around and they're like, okay, this woo-woo stuff works. All right, can you come back next week? You know? Right. Um, <laughs> And, and that's how it starts. Um, but yeah, I, in my experience here in Switzerland, it's it's more um, more the animal Reiki um, mm -hmm. than the human Reiki. 
Awesome. My, I have a question about it. When you're, when you're doing it, do, cause I know they'll tell you like something's wrong. Most of, most of the time they kind of know what's wrong with the pet. Do you ever pick up on stuff that they don't know is wrong with the pet? Um, yes. Yes, because the animals, uh, especially cats, are in my experience, are the most receptive to the Reiki energy. And a cat will literally, uh, like, you know how they rub up against you, uh-huh. right? Well, when you have your hands out like that, that cat will rub up until you hit that spot and then just hold it there. Like, oh, they wow. will hold it there. And dogs will do the same thing. When you hit that spot with a dog, they'll do that paw thing where they hold your hand there. Um, So the animals are very in tune because they do something we don't. We we rarely remain in the present moment. Our minds are usually in the past or worried about the future or either depressed or have anxiety. Very few humans live in the present moment. And these animals, they've forgotten about what happened 10 minutes ago and they could care less what's going to happen 10 minutes from now. They're living in the moment. And that's where the Reiki energy thrives. It's right here, right now. so uh, very few animals, very few, I'm going to say like less than 1% um, have ever shunned away from it. Um, right. Most of them, the second that I, I get myself into the zone, uh, meditate, do my incantations, get myself prepped, do the, the symbols on my hands, get my wands out. Most of the time they're already on the floor like, okay, I'm ready. Like they already Aww. know. It, it's it's an amazing thing to see. Uh, most of them are very receptive to it. Um, they seem to know, and they seem to tell you what's wrong with them. Um, wow. And then each Reiki uh, practitioner is different. Um, I'm very intuitive. I don't know if you've ever seen any of my lives on uh, in the groups I or did, whatnot. I didn't catch. I did. I did go over to your to your, but I get so busy. I haven't caught you live just yet. Okay. Um, a lot of people always notice how like intuitive, how accurate I am um, with with my gifts. Like, how did you see that? Like, I haven't told that to anybody. Like, right. wow, spot on. Um, right. And it's the same thing with the animals. Like, I'll feel something. I'll be like, how's your, how's this dog's uh, diet? Is there something going on with the diet? And they're like, yeah, we, we just changed the food. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling that you should switch back. Um, sometimes it's like, hey, um, did, did your dog get into anything outside in the woods? Uh, not that I can think of when the wife comes in and says, yeah, uh, we went for a walk and I let him off the leash and he came back and he had some dead thing in his mouth. I'm like, okay, he's got parasites. And then they take him to the vet, they check it out and he's got some type of worms or something. Um, wow. So it, it's the same same way that I tap into other things. It's the exact same feelings. Um um, and that's that's how my gift operates because right. um, I have experienced so many things in my life um, that I, and my brain stores all that information. I don't know how I could barely remember what day I'm in, but for some reason, when it comes to to this information, wow. when I'm reading cards or reading an animal or a human, I feel it. And it connects to a very mm-hmm. specific point in my life where I know it could only be that one thing. Right. Um, Sometimes I get the double messages and I say it and they're like, it's both. Um, but for the most part, it, it's just about how is it making me feel? What part of my body do I feel it in? And what does that bring up? And it's usually boom. Um, right. and it's the same thing with the animals. Uh, I could usually feel uh, what's going on, if they're stressed, if they're not getting enough exercise, if it's their diet, uh, if they have some bug. Uh, 
Awesome. I, I love it because I know that on this path, there's a there's a particular place where you just have to start trusting in your knowing, trusting in that intuition and stop doubting you. There, there's the, what was that moment for you that you were just like, I know I'm fucking gifted. Let me stop playing. <laughs> it was actually my wife. Um, uh, it was shortly after I came to Switzerland where I was doing a reading in one of the groups. I was still on the post. I hadn't gotten into lives yet. Just um, I had a crappy phone. It was just not, not happening. Um, and I, I read it and I used three different decks three different times um, each. So that's a total of nine readings. And I got the same message with similar cards or those same cards over three decks. That's that's like spirit just like smacking it into you. Like, I'm not going to tell you again. And this person was just not having it. They, they were like, no, you're wrong. It, it can't be this. And I never thought about the possibility that the person, the court that I was reading for just wasn't receptive to the message because of right. what they wanted to hear. Right. That never dawned on me until my wife is like, she just isn't ready to hear the truth. Right. And I was just like, Ah, okay. And eventually I had to surrender to it. Um, so now when I read, um, it, it's very interesting because on one of my last lives, um, I had a situation pop up where I had these cards and I said, well, this isn't really making sense. Let me reshuffle. And I pulled out the cards again and I got two of the three cards again in a different order. And I went back. I said, no, 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 I'm going to trust my intuition. Um, right. because I was avoiding it because I thought I was going to have to tell her a bad message. And then when I realized what the message was, it was there in plain sight. I just had to tap into it and not be scared to let her know, hey, you lost somebody that when you lost them, wasn't a nice person. Right. And they were blown away by that. They're like, yeah, um, you're totally right. I lost right. somebody. And uh, shortly before they, they left us, um, we had an argument and I wasn't able to get that peace and that closure. And right. It's just like boom, it's there. So, to anybody that's struggling with your intuition, listen to your gut. Um, connect the <laughs> feelings, the emotions that you're getting to a specific part of your life, and you can't go wrong because you've lived right. it. You've lived it. The only time you're going to go wrong is if you have very little life experience. If you've lived in a bubble your whole life, good luck because you're not going to know how to right. read people because you don't know what right. that energy is. You've never felt it. You've never lived it. You've never experienced it. You don't even know what it looks like. So how can mm -hmm. you tell somebody about it? Um, and that's that's the way I see that is um, the more ex life experience you have, and God knows living on the streets, being a drug addict, uh, having all sorts of past traumas and childhood issues gives you a lot to work with, right? A lot better. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's what I tell people is like, try to gain as much life experience or use, even, even if you haven't lived, just connect it to moments in your life where you know that feeling means that. Right, right, right. And it can right, only right. mean that from there on out. Um, right. Awesome. Awesome. I know we're hitting the, the hour mark. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know you do tarot. I know you do Reiki. What else do you do? So people at home kind of know. Well, um, I take a shamanic approach to, to Reiki. I use a little bit of the shamanic modalities with Reiki. I also incorporate, uh, because Reiki is about, uh, there's no right or wrong way to do Reiki. It, it's mm -hmm. it's about what your intuition is guiding you to. And uh, to me, it's the, I do the Reiki um, with a shamanic twist to it, I guess you could say. I do the oracle cards, the affirmation cards. I work with crystals, 
pendulums. Um, I do runes. Um, I do the uh, the whole energy cleaning, aura sweeping, um, all that stuff. Okay. The only stuff I don't work with is like bone casting and the A cleanses because I'm vegan. <laughs> Those come from animals, so I stay clear. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much all, uh, very gifted. Um, there's very little that I don't uh, dabber in. Um, right, right. It's funny how when you when you uh, learn so much, you tend to forget like what is on my resume. <laughs> like what all do I know? Like oh shit, I have a list of stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, it it, it, it kind of gets to that point where. Um, or when I'm trying to tell people, I'll draw a blank, and sometimes my wife has to go remind them that you do this. I'm like, oh yeah, and this. Um, so it, it's it's a lot. I've, um, I'm a bookworm. Um, most of the time, um, in my past, uh, I was always reading some kind of um, self help, self healing. Um, uh, one of my favorite books of all time is the Emerald Tablets of Thoth the Atlantean. If you haven't read that book and you're on a spiritual path, get that book. It will transform your life. Um, uh, they say that if you read it a hundred times, something will click. Um, I'm almost there. Um, okay. It's a very short book. Like I have it right. Oh. That's how thick it is. Like you could barely oh, wow. see it on the camera. It's literally like really that. that and big. let me see the front of it. <laughs> Okay, the Emerald Tablets. I think I have heard of that. This is the the book is uh, the Emerald Tablets of Dothia Lantian, translation and interpretation by Doriel. Doriel. Okay. I'm gonna look and that up. I'm I'm reading more and more. I don't want to say spiritual, just out of out of the norm. Books going towards well, out of the norm right now. This book will show you how to activate your light body. This book shows you how to activate your Merkab ball. Mm. Um, he tells you that your frequency, that you vibrate, and he teaches you the exercises to vibrate yourself free of this right. body. Right. So if you're able to have the discipline, that's the thing. They never make it easy. Like, damn, oh, no. like I wish I could just get it right on the first try. Like a hundred tries, a hundred different times of reading this book. And I've only done like a couple of the exercises. Um, but yeah, so if you're truly devoted and you have, and that's the thing, our society has separated us from giving us the time to do this. To do it. I'm yes. guilty of rather yes. than working on my spiritual side. Sometimes I'd rather just sit down and play a video game. And I know, I know, um, I'm still human. I still have my, my flaws. Uh, but that's that's the thing is um, the wisdom that was left behind in this book is absolutely mind-blowing. It'll teach you how to manifest. Um, it has a whole bunch of uh, really powerful stuff in it. And the great thing about it is that on the other side of the translated text, it has the modern day uh, uh, interpretation. 
So instead of reading like the old English, yay, ye, right. thou shalt, like the old Bible, the old testament. Oh my right. god, that's a headache. I can't read that um, shit. It has the modern version, like, yo, homie, this is what you need to do. <laughs> it has it simplified for you. <laughs> that's a better version, cause that the Bible's boring. I don't give a fuck who's read the Bible a billion times. That shit bores me. I I, I can't stand even reading that. I really it, it's a bore. It's well, bore. There is something when I was studying the tarot, one of the things that stood out was the the um, the Arthur Edward Waite um, deck and mm. the imagery just spoke to me differently. And then I got into the symbolism. And after years of studying the tarot, after years of verbatim memorizing the meanings to these cards, I go right. back to 1910 and read the book that uh, that Arthur Edward Waite wrote, which mm. is the pictorial key to the tarot. And you're reading like chapters one or two in there. Uh, you get past the introduction and he clearly tells you, hey, my hands are tied due to this, uh, her, uh, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn and the Rosicrucians. I cannot tell you the real meaning of these cards. Right. And I was like, oh, I was, I was fuming. Right, because like, you want to like, know. Three years of my life is alive. <laughs> like, how could you do this to us? And I realized why. When you find out where he left you the clues, where you can go and right. find the answers to these cards, it's mind blowing. Um, right. A good example, just so you could see, uh, because you got to understand that these orders were really huge on the Bible, right? And right. are you familiar right. with Gaia TV? I I I um I don't watch it a lot, no, but studying the tarot is something i have done and gone okay. even Gaia TV has right, this right show away. called the codex um mm-hmm. and the codex is going to just change your mind right um but when i was studying this part of the tarot something clicked because i had forgotten that um arthur edward way and pamela coleman smith were both part of this order and they both took this book very very seriously not because they're like you know bible thumpers or whatnot because they came to the conclusion that it was coded text now when you start realizing what's in the bible about the cruza uh the cruza fiction right well there's a part of our brain that looks like the crown of thorns. Then we have the pineal gland and science now has proven that the Holy Grail is within us. This right. sacred spray, the Christ chrism is our pineal gland. And what we're trying to do is align ourselves to the moon so that we can secrete this fluid that gives us a massive DM, DMT trip called the sacred secretion. Mm. And that is the, the rebirth. That's what these secret societies knew these secret societies knew that this was coded the instructions are in the bible and they say that the old testament if you know how to read it right if you break it down tells you the story of atlantis and the new testament uh, i forgot what they said the new testament tells you a different story right right so that blew my mind especially when you're reading exodus exodus is all about aliens coming to earth when, when you learn to break down that language, right. Exodus is telling you something came from out of this world and changed us. Mm. So that was like when, you know, when I started putting the pieces of the puzzle, but it didn't click until I studied the lover's card, mm. the devil, yeah. um, the tower and the judgment card. When you put those side by side in a picture in that order, the lovers, the devil, the, the tower and the judgment card, Something's going to stand out to you, and you're going to see that that is the story of Adam and Eve 
and their fall out of the garden. The temptation is the devil card because you see them chained, the devil's there. It's the same two figures in the tower card. It's their fall from grace. It's when they were ejected out of the kingdom of heaven. And the judgment card is them being welcomed back in. Yeah. Right. So that blew my mind. Yeah, then those cards are highly, seeing, um, highly biblical. If you don't pay attention to it, you don't see it. Huge. It's huge, right? So then you start looking at other things. Like you look at the two of cups. You look at the two of cups and you see the winged lion. You see the caduceus, which is the serpents going up the pole. No reader nowadays even knows what that is. No. And that is the tribe of Judas. And if you were marrying, if you were doing some kind of holy union, you were blessed by the tribe of Judah, which is the tribe of the Messiah. Jesus Christ supposedly came from the tribe of Judah, right? So that's what that represents. And there's a reason why these two figures are underneath the wedding canopy. That's what that's supposed to represent. And the cups that they're holding isn't just because it's the two of cups. It's the elixir of life that they're holding. And this holy union gives them right. everlasting life. Right, um, so right. that is the hidden meaning of the two of cups uh there's so many cards that uh with the information that i have gained and and studied when i when you see that it's hidden in plain sight right but of course the dark side will always try to distract you and and give you a whole bunch of, of followers to, to, yeah um it, it became mind-blowing ever since then when that stuff started clicking to me i have such a totally different grasp on on the tarot um i see right. the esoterical side the spiritual alchemy that's incorporated in it and yeah. how it's about blending forces for us to turn our soul into a golden soul to be that better person of us to help others to uplift our fellow man to to shed the material aspects of this realm um and and pretty much will help the consciousness of the planet by helping uh, our, our neighbor, um, helping our friends um, to lift them up when we lift ourselves up. But it starts with you. You have to be at 100% before you can uh, carry carry another load. Right, right. You know, um, when I first started learning tarot, which I didn't know shit about tarot when I first started learning, but something would hit me on some readers where like on the major arcana and I have a pet peeve with the major arcana when readers use them as your everyday just it's just like you know nothing and I just am always like it's a major arcana you know like I I just I just feel like there's certain cards that especially with the major arcana that just that influence the big spiritual meaning behind all 22 there's a reason why you know and it, it's like one of those pet peeves where I did do a tarot class. I still have the tarot class, but you can't, the only thing I couldn't do was go too far into it because most people don't know half of the the stuff that's on there, the symbolism, you know? Well, I, I use that for my personal knowledge and then I can simplify the meaning. I don't like go verbatim right. on what the card is, but right. I know when I see the Hierophant that, that it's not this religious figure because you look right. at this priest this figure on that card and a hierophant if you look if you google hierophant you're going to get a totally different image right the, you, yeah you are going to get the tarot card but when you really look at what the hierophant is the meaning of the word is a mystery priest from the egyptian tradition mm -hmm. so you could see how the name is coding the meaning it's about finding the truth it's a card of discernment it's about not being oppressed by the dogma the religious right. doctrine <laughs> it's about freeing yourself and the keys right. are right there 
and next to the two people, the keys to, to the, the, the wisdom of heaven. Um, and that's why he only has one hand up in, in this gesture that's showing that he's bringing the power down from the heavens and he's holding his scepter because he's using that to influence his power over the people. So like the meaning of the card changes dramatically once you realize what's what's coded right. into it. Um, and that's why the two pillars behind him don't have the B and the J, which is uh, Joaquin and Boaz, which is okay. uh, King Solomon and King David, who both built the temple of, of Solomon. Um, so you start catching all that and it's right. fully coded in there. And a lot of people, uh, it gets too deep from them. They, they, don't, they don't get it, they don't understand. Right. Right. I just I just tell them like, hey, look, uh, and I do my reading with the information in, in a different right. way. So it's not bombarding them with the esoteric meanings and I can still right. convey the message that I need to. But someone that's a tarot nerd, right, right. get ready, we're gonna be there for a while. Right, I mean, I do, I have gone into a lot, even like um, the astrology, um, part of it because I think that stuff is important not just that you know like oh the king of wands is a Leo or a fire sign there's more it's it's like it's the attributes it's the energy I think you know in um, I think a lot of people uh, especially tarot readers unfortunately get caught on the very superficial level of tarot and and it kind of downplays but when you go into it this is a reason why it's all there you know one of the things I always tell people is that every tarot deck that you buy is going to have a different energy to it because of the creator you know it, it's it's just going to have it's going to have yes it has the general meanings but some of these pictures and stuff look so different and they did that on purpose you have to like really tap into that and and you know some of these cards aren't going to mean the same thing of what's coming in but i well, love tarot. Even, even the same deck like um one of the things that i do is i interview my decks when I first get them. I, I do too. Uh, I, I want to see what they have. And I've gotten to the point where I have a couple of the same decks and each, they're the exact same maker, the exact same printing publishing company, the exact same size. And both of them have a different personality. No matter how many times I interview them on their own, they're, they hold that same energy. Like there's certain cards that mean the same thing in the tarot or similar meanings. Right. And I draw those same cards for each one on their own. So it's like the energy doesn't change until like sometimes goes by like i like to do when i feel something's off with my deck like the one that i was using for love readings and career right. like when it's no longer i feel that it's no longer giving me an accurate message or i feel like conflicted in the answer that i have to give the court uh, i re-interview and sometimes the energy changes but most of right. the time it, it keeps its personality um right. But yeah, I, I do believe that each deck, uh, each individual deck, even if it's the same reprint, is going to be right. different than the one before yeah. or after that. So I, I totally oh, yeah. agree that each deck is very unique. Each deck is 78 new friends. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I keep about four or five on my desk open. And that's because I intuitively pick, you know, each person um, especially on the lives. And so, like I tell people, if if I choose the, you know, I have HBO Game of Thrones. So if I choose that one, there's specific messages that are going to come out in that one. If you choose the Rider Waite, there's specific messages that are that are coming because of, you know, the way you, the way the energy is. So I normally keep a couple on my desk and I just, whichever one spirit is telling me to pick, that's the one I pick for you, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that. that's why I always ask on my lives, what's your question? And I'll, you'll see me take a moment to like, hmm, and then I'll right, pick one. Right. For me, 
the Game of Thrones deck is the brutal, like that one, since the moment I got it and opened it, I don't know if it's the same for you, but that deck for me is brutally honest. I didn't like, like it the deck when I first got it. It's not sugarcoated. Even how I interpret the message is just like, yes, like, yes. what? I mean, I love it. <laughs> like, I absolutely love it because of how but I didn't like the deck at first. Even the energy, I was like, this is an asshole. And I and I interview my, my decks also, asshole deck. I was like, man, this shit is rough. But I am actually one of the readers that does not sugarcoat readings. I, I, will, I won't do it, you know? And especially if your team is coming through, if they're coming through rough, oh, you're gonna get it. <laughs> you're, you're gonna get it. But yeah, that, that HBO one, that one's a beast. That one is, uh, if, if, if you're ever doing like shadow work and you, you want some truth, I think HBO and Darkwood Tarot is my first two that I would use because Dark Tarot is another one that's like in your face with the bullshit. <laughs> Like, can't run. But when it comes to to shadow work, the true black deck, uh, the true black tarot is a fascinating Mm -hmm. deck. Because if you look at the card, it looks like there's a light inside the card that's illuminating the figure. And that's I don't think I've seen that one. Um, uh, You're going to have to, I recommend Googling it. Um, But the true black tarot will blow your mind away by how... um, how the images look on the card because it literally looks like there is a light on at the top of the card uh-huh. that's illuminated like it's a beautiful deck it's fucking expensive and i it, we got Probably. taxed when we ordered it when it came to switzerland because switzerland will tax your ass when something comes into the border um so we had to pay an additional 30 dollars on top of what we paid with the deck and the shipping that's so true. it was it was a very pricey deck but it's totally worth it and that's the one that i use for any shadow side anything mm-hmm. that's hidden um anything that where i need to bring light into the situation that's right. the deck that, that i use Right. I'm definitely going to check it out because, yeah, I I have my, you know, you get your favorites and, um, you know, you have your, your go-tos um, and then you have some that just, they're nice, but they don't, you know, some of them just don't, don't click with you. So it's like, yeah, it's nice. Artistry is nice, but yeah, I'm not feeling it. So, no, for me, that <laughs> I wish I could say that, but no, they all click with me. Um, uh, my biggest struggle when it comes to doing a reading is, uh, what energy am I guided to, or right, um, right, or yeah, or wh- where am I drawn to? And then I let them call call to me from across the table. They're like, right here, use me. And I listen to that. Like, they, they literally like that's the message that I'm, right, I'm right, hearing. Right. I'm, some people think I'm nuts, but um, that's that's what what I'm hearing. That they call, they let me know. And sometimes I'll even let them know, like, hey, pick a number one or two. I have two decks that are calling me, and one lets me know it's their shadow side that needs to come through. And when they pick right. two, um, it's letting me know that it's their higher self that has the message. But like, they have a choice um, right. as to how the message is going to be delivered. And I, that's that started happening recently. But yeah, when it comes to the, the like you said, the sugar coating thing i started using this on my lives um i let them know like hey look if you wanted this sugar-coated you should have gone to fucking willy wonka you know <laughs> but i ain't i'm telling you straight up as it is um and- like real shit you, be, you know and i and i and i i know uh people get scared a lot of people will will wait to get a reading with me because of it and i just say when you're ready you will because if you're not ready for the truth 
I'm not your reader. I'm I'm not the one that's going to tell you what you want to hear. And, you know, people have been in the reading. It's like, yeah, you wanted those. You want to know this. But if this is not important, spirit is going to tell you what's more important. And I'm going to go with what spirit is saying, not with what you want to know. So people ask me all the time. But now mostly everyone who knows, they just say spirit message because they know spirit's going to tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that because, well, and then there's the, like I said, we talked about this earlier. Uh, some people just want are waiting to hear a specific message. They'll be in and out of every single group asking every right. single fucking reader the same question, hoping that they right. get the right answer. And when like 15 readers have given them the no or you're, you're, this person is not for you, you got to change course. Right. And there's that one reader that, that sugarcoats and tells them what they want to hear. Oh, it's going to work out. They get the best review. And the other 15... <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really click. It didn't. I don't resonate with their reading um, because it wasn't the message that they wanted to hear. So there, there is two sides to every coin. Oh, it is. is the- I, you know, I when people say stuff doesn't resonate, I just say, okay, hold on to it. If it doesn't resonate today, just hold on to it because I do tap into what's to come. Especially if you don't make any changes in your life, <laughs> some of this is coming towards you. And and yeah, I guarantee yeah. you, most of the people are in my inbox in a few days to weeks like remember when you told me this and I'm like actually no but you know tell me the story and it's like you said this and I didn't know and yeah well you know I try to warn you you know um, I remember I had this one lady who I kept every time she got a reading and she was getting frequent frequent readings on the lives and it kept telling her somebody was betraying her very close to her and she's like no I don't talk to no one I don't deal with no one and I'm like check your family check who's next to you somebody is betraying you and then of course you know it came out it was her daughter her daughter was the one like stealing money and doing all this crazy shit to her and she was so devastated and I have to tell people when spirit is telling you to look at the people around you just because you don't have many friends does not mean that the the few people you think are in your corner are not betraying you you know but if we're in denial and we don't we're not ready to receive that yeah it's gonna be all yeah, I've some some nasty feedback over a couple of I, I there's two that come to mind they were both over the same topic relationship one I was informing the lady that her husband that I'm picking up that there's somebody else that, that he's he's not being faithful she blew up on one my dm and two my feedback file and i left it i have nothing to hide if i can't read 100 for everybody uh i I, i'm down to be you know untapped every now and again i figured okay i'm just gonna write that one off grain of salt right right? just that one i think it was two weeks to the day where all of a sudden i go and i check my my facebook messenger and i get this like i'm looking at scrolling first when i get a long message i see how long it is and it was like four or five (laughs) screen scrolls before i hit the end i was like holy shit wow what does she have to say because i she just like chewed my ass out to the point where i was like a dog chew toy uh one of those rawhide ears i look like like at the very end where it's all soggy and what like i she rang me out and uh i read the message and, and she was just like like how did you know like everything you said exactly the way you said it came to pass right um and the other one um was also similar but she kind of knew um but she didn't know how the why and when i told her she was like no 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 no, no. you don't know my husband blah 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 right, right. Uh, and sure enough two weeks later 
I get a message. Um, hey, I would like to retract my feedback. What can I do? And I say, you don't. What you do is you go back to the feedback file, you find your post, below it, you reply to yourself, and you give an update. Right. That way people can see how you felt coming in and then how it ended up happening. Right. And she goes, oh, that's pretty smart. So that's why I always leave the feedback right, there. If it's right. good or bad, I learned something from it. Because, hey, I'm human. I might have misread the card and I need to know so that I can improve. Right. Maybe right. there was a feeling that I missed or ignored and I chose to go with another feeling. Um, so that's when I learned always go with what I feel, with where the feeling, the sensation is in my body, right. whether it be my little toe or behind my ear, um, whatever I'm feeling, it, it connects to something in my life. Yep. Um, and and that's when I learned, just leave the feedback there because ugh, man, if I check my inbox right now as to how many people have come back and said, hey, uh, you are totally right. Uh, right. Um, would like to update my feedback for you. Right. Um, some people just don't get it in the moment. And it's also when we're in an emotional situation and we want that good news and we get the news that we were right. not expecting or don't want, we have our blinders on and it's human yep. nature. You know, we're going to react. And like I said before, it's about how you react to the situation. Right. Uh, right. And it was a poor judgment call on their part to react the way that they did. But hey, right. um, I take it in stride. I let it go because I know sooner or later they're going to come back and be like, <laughs> yep, right. It's like, sorry, you feel like this. Just hold on to it, you know, see what happens. And it's, it's, it's always, I think I tell people all the time when you're watching readers, you really can see who is there to really give you a genuine message. And you can tell who is there just as you're the next dollar sign for today. You really can tell if you sit back and watch. And I tell people all the time, just watch me. Don't get a reading. Just watch me, watch me. If you vibe with me, vibe with me. If you don't, you don't. Like, you know, if you're sketchy, you don't think like, I don't know, don't do it. You know, I'm like, you can, you can feel it. You can feel when someone's being genuine and you can feel when someone's bullshitting you, you know? And I do feel sad for the people who go to group to group because we all have them. Same people go to go, they're on 20 different posts. You see their names because I'm a group owner too. So I see the names, they're on every post of my approved readers. You know, it's the same person asking the same thing. I actually sometimes jump in and say, hey, you've asked this too many times, you know, I'll mute you if you keep asking, you know, because I feel like at some point group owners need to kind of step in and say, hey, you know, you I do too. Times yeah, already. I mean, because um, one of my biggest pet peeves is uh, watching some of these TikToks or these Instagram accounts where they're oh, flipping Lord. out cards and like they'll pull out the tower card and be telling you that everything is going to be hunky dory. And like this, you're just like, <laughs> as a terrorist, you're like, what, what? what and, and then you see like the death card and then they're telling you some some other bullshit and, and i'm just sitting there like I, I like start twitching and shit like wanting to just like it, it, it like gets to me like no yes. or those messages that you see on tiktok um your ex is coming back this is what, what how he's gonna come back this is what he's doing like who, like you're prying on these people that are in a right. broken state trying to give them a right. message that's right. gonna uh, and then the other or the karmic mind or the karmic is the twin flame shit right i was just gonna go into that i was just like oh and everybody the thinks they have a fucking twin flame nowadays the because of these terrorists the and they use it as a money making yeah. the karmic is mad right now because he wants you and it's like bitch look one one anyone I don't know if you believe in twin flames or not, okay? But even myself, I am a divine feminine of a twin flame uh, dynamic, but 
I have some strong views of what it isn't, you know, of what it isn't. And I think that there is too much bullshit selling of the twin flame dynamic. And I believe as much as I believe it in it, I also know it's a huge distraction to what we're here to do. And I think too many people get caught up on the romanticism of it. And my job as a divine feminine is to help empower majority women because we know more women kind of, you know, get lost in translation with it. There are some men, I do have some men clients that are on the same receiving side of a very stuck on, you know, their twin. But my job is to help empower them from it because the the bullshit out there it, it just it drives me insane i'm like you when i start seeing that shit and and the karmic's mad and and he's gonna come back to you and and it's like you're downplaying people's families and their connections and treating their children as if their children are shit because this is your twin flame you know this is you know supposedly you're better because you're a twin flame it's like no 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 you know just because you have this connection yeah it's a spiritual connection but that doesn't mean you're even supposed to be together there's nothing yeah there. and and the thing about twin flames is uh my my wife educated me heavily on the twin flames and then i went ahead and cross-checked cross-referenced i spent a couple of days right. researching what it is it's going back to the original conception of this which was from plato um, the great philosopher uh, many centuries ago uh, stated that uh, this comes from when the andro uh, androgynous gods were, were first split into yeah. their polarities and this followed suit to us um, that it's the oldest souls and if this if the twin flame was really that popular I don't see the earth lasting another hundred years because yeah. a twin flame is someone that's at the end of their cycle of incarnation and that's why right. they split into two um right. they were one but that's why they're two one has to learn life through experiences and it has to go through harsh experience while the other one is trying to evolve spiritually so you have both paths that they have to go through and yeah. unless they're both at the exact same level spiritually or in right. life it's never a romantic never because you can't it's like if you took a frog and you chopped it in half Right. That frog cannot reproduce with itself. And that's okay. how I see the twin flame connections. That is your other half. And right. unless you're aligned in a very, which is super rare, it's even rarer than being yes. a twin flame. The, the relationship is usually yes. uh, something for you to grow and learn on. It's yes. a reflection. It's a mirror. It's something that's being reflected back to you so that you can grow on your spiritual path. Yep. Um, because twin flames yep. are your last incarnation. If everybody of this, the, the number is true as to how many people have twin flames, right. then this world is going to go freaking yeah. when they die. I don't, I believe, you know, what I've gone through in this path and just what I've seen, I believe there's more what we, what we would consider fake twins or, you know, what just sold people sold on the dream of this, this romanticized connection. And I always go to okay, besides this person, what's your purpose? If you're a twin, then you have a purpose. If you're a twin, you came here for a, a higher purpose, a spiritual purpose. You came here to change some shit. And a lot of people don't like to hear that. They shut down. They shut down really quickly. It's like, purpose? Yeah. If you're a twin, then you have a fucking purpose. You signed up to come here and, and change. And um, for me, my path, my twin has helped me elevate and ascend in so many ways. And, and we're not together. You know, we're not together. And I don't believe you need to be with your twin, but I do 
appreciate and I and I'm in such gratitude of what his energy has done for me for my evolution on my path you know what I mean and I think that people again they get so stuck on this is the ultimate soulmate and that's my one and no you're giving yourself an excuse to look into this person's life to obsess about this person to stalk this person you know and to potentially fuck up their life and your life on a pretense of this is my twin no yeah most of the time a twin flame ends up being a really nasty karmic relationship that they have to learn from yeah and they, they just can't they, they they get so wrapped up into that it has to work like no do your research use everybody has google on their phone take two minutes and google this shit. No, no 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 it's because this person told me like uh-huh this person <laughs> right that was reading your cards for money and you don't think that in any way, shape, or form, they were dishonest to get your money at all. Twin flame. <laughs> I just have to remind flame. them of that. You know? I tell people the same. Twin flame is big money, and even myself, as I know how crazy the path is, but I do not sit here and play games with it. And I'm not sitting here because if you tell someone who is in, they're going down the wrong, and you you're doing it in a way to get money from them because you know how crazy this shit is. This person is going to keep coming to you because the obsession level and all this shit, your world crashing down. This person is going to keep coming to you if you don't use that those moments of these one-on-ones as per person to actually help them and assist them in power out of the bullshit, then you're fucking horrible as a tarot reader. And I really have a problem with people who do. So I actually tell people, anyone who's a true twin flame is not fucking running towards it. They're running away from the shit because they know how devastating this shit can be. You know, they know how hard it can be. And you get to a level where you understand that it's not romantic. You you get to that level where, you know, you ascend and you're, you're not there anymore. And I think we have a duty to, to educate. That's my biggest thing. It's always educate, educate, educate. And we never can stop learning, you know, be receptive and open. If someone says, I don't even tell people, it's like, okay, yeah, it sounds like twin flame, but I can never tell you who your twin flame is. You have to be the one to say who this person is to me and just giving an excuse to to be with this person, to let this person beat the shit out of you or do whatever, you know, that they do to you. That's all cop outs. And I have a problem with all of that. And I tell people, if you deal with people who are not open and understanding, then you're going to be spending a lot of money with this person because you're going to be more confused in these sessions than getting guidance and clear, you know, clarity from the person telling you this, that, and the third. The session will only be, oh, let's see what the karmic is doing. Let's see how close they are to coming to you. They're never. You haven't done any work. You, even if you are telling <laughs> That's them, what it comes down to. Your whole session is about them and what they're doing. In this session, there's nothing about you. You haven't fucking done anything. You haven't uplifted yourself. You haven't looked at your childhood traumas. You haven't looked at any of that shit. So where the fuck is this twin flame union coming back? It's like, yeah, no, no. So yeah, I, I, I have a lot of pet peeves with it and I'm very, very aggressive with the twin flame dynamic. I have um, a lot that I talk about it. I do twin flame readings, but I'm definitely not the one that's gonna give you that, you know, bullshit storyline and keep you coming back just to make money off you. I'm like, t integrity is big for me as a tarot reader. And I feel like there's enough scam artists out there that a few of us have to fucking stand on some principles and say, yeah, that's not okay. They lied to you. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> you know. Yeah, if, if, if enough of my lives have gone down that road, where like I'm sorry to tell you, but this is a karmic toxic relationship that you need to go. And, and sometimes um, lately, um, I'm gonna say over the last year, if you watch some of my lives, you can see that I'm actually intuitively reading the person mm-hmm. um, without the cards, and then I right. flip out the cards, and it's the exact same thing I just said. Right. Like, and and it's it's just like. I hate to tell you this, but I, I think the I think I just did your reading for you, but I'll recap it again um, because it ends up being the exact same cards of what I yeah. just said. Um, or the major. I, I love that. I love that because the cards are really tools. If people didn't really know, most people who truly, truly connect on that level are it's a tool like anything. But it's definitely when when you get to certain levels, you are just tapping in, and those cards are just like the icing on the cake for anyone who's it's just like the icing and people like to visually look at things especially on the lives people like to look at the cards but I think when you're really tapped into that intuition you really don't need them but of course they're there you know they're there the feel I know I know for me there's something about when I'm shuffling when I'm shuffling there's this trance like energy that's happening, you know, in between the reads and stuff. And of course, that's when people's past loved ones come in and all kind of stuff is going around, you know, when I'm shuffling. But I love the sound of the shuffling. The shuffling is just something for me. Right, that's the only ASMR I can listen to is card <laughs> shuffling. Like any other ASMR, like it makes my skin crawl. Like I just want to like, ah! Right. Like those ASMRs that they do with like the, the mic with the, the, the gooey thing and the plastic on top or people eating. I don't know how people can listen, how does, how they find that relaxing and shit. I'm like, it makes my skin crawl, but you get somebody doing ASMR with like the shuffling of the cards, like a nice slow shuffle or a crisp fast shuffle. I can listen to that all day. I might um, need to do a meditation, a shuffle meditation. <laughs> for the, ter- the real hardcore tarot addict out there. <laughs> like real shit. Are you missing me here? Listen to the shuffling. Um, I, I'm just gonna we're gonna wrap it up now. I don't know if you have any tarot with you. I normally do like a horoscope for the day that this airs. Um, I, I normally just kind of do a horoscope for the zodiac. I don't know if you have your tarot and if you want to join and and we can do it. And, uh, um, yeah, you want me to just how, how many cards you want me to draw? Um, I do about two, just quick horoscope kind of message, and um, we will go. Um, I'll start on one sign. You'll take the next sign. So when this airs, we're going to be in Virgo season. Okay. So when this airs, we will be in Virgo season. So we'll concentrate on that. Um, So I'll start with Virgo and then you'll take Libra. So again, I I just want to thank you so much for coming on and just going through, you know, I just love talking to to people on there and whatever your path is, it doesn't matter, but um, it's, it's so unique. We all have this very unique path and I know that people will gravitate to it and will take something from it. And I just absolutely love that. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right. So you guys, this is going to be your daily horoscope. And I have uh, CH Reiki healing helping me today. And I'm going to start with Virgo. So Virgo, let's see what your guidance is today. Let's see, Virgo. 
All right, Virgo. Well, you know, today's going to be kind of rough. You got the Wheel of Fortune in the reverse and you got the Page of Swords. So you're going to get some news today. It's not so nice. Okay. Especially with the Wheel of Fortune. I want you to remember that um, it's, it's, everyone has their shitty days. And today, unfortunately, is going to be yours. Okay. It's just one of those things. Things get good, things get bad. And sometimes, um, you know, that there's a, a bunch of sayings with this what goes around comes around. What you put in is what you get in return. And so today, you're getting a dose of that. So if anything, take this energy and look where did maybe I could have done something different and where can I strengthen what I'm doing? Okay. Um, because I do feel like you're getting some information today that again, is not so nice, but, um, I feel like if you really look at it, you'll be able to recover. Good. Yeah. All right. Let's see what I got. Ooh, we got continuation on that on the Libra side. Okay. So we have the Knight of wands and um what she just touched upon is the bad news and and uh the the wheel of fortune bringing the change the destiny that's in your hands that is really indicated because the first card i got here is the world card um and the world card here um is letting me know here that something in your life is closing this news that you're getting it might be bad news because of the transition that you have to make yes you might have to leave some people situations places or things behind but that's going to open up new doors for and free up that space for new things so even though this chapter of your life is ending you need to remember that you hold the pen moving forward you have to start writing that new chapter of your life um and that's what this world card is symbolizing to me that you do have success even though you're facing this obstacle success is coming you must transition into the next stage of your development whether it be spiritual uh physical or mental, you are being called to make this change for your success. And this card is about balancing the the energies so that you can make this transition. The next card I got here is the uh, Knight of Wands. And the Knight of Wands um, is letting me know here that this is a time for action. This is the time for you to really start pursuing your desires, your passions, to go after the, the to to really start living your life in alignment with action, passion, adventures, to really start going after the things that bring you pleasure. And this night is saying that you have to take action to change your life. It's not gonna change itself for you. Um, if, if you're you're struggling with anything, if you're going through any hard times, um, it's much easier to remember that you have a choice that needs to be made and you have to take action and change your life for yourself. Nobody else can do it for you. So that's what I got. Nope. That was Virgo or Libra? Uh, this was for Libra. Okay. Just want to make sure. Um, all right, Scorpio. <laughs> Um, Scorpio. So today I am getting, you know, you've made some decisions for yourself and this is your everyday decisions, but I feel like if someone has got you to the point where you feel like you need to step on other people to get to where you need to be, that is going to backfire on you. Okay. Cause what I'm getting here, you have the two of swords in the reverse four of pentacles and four of pentacles in this particular, what I'm feeling, um, is a little bit of the miser. So even when it comes to sharing and you don't want to share, you think somehow you don't 
have enough, that's a lack mindset. So it's not going to really get you to that place to manifest, to grow, to, you know, to get to a higher, you know, higher heights of whatever it is that you want to get to make a decision. But remember, the more you feel like there's enough for all of you or all of us, the better it is going to be for you. But if you get back into a lack and there's nothing, then you're going to get back into this place of just continuously not having enough. And so it's like a vicious cycle. So remember there, this world can be plentiful. It can, it can be rich. You can be wealthy. You can be successful, but you have to believe that there's enough for you in this life. Okay. Well, what sign is next? Sagittarius. All right, Sagittarius, listen up here, because if you're a Sagittarius, I got the Queen of Pentacles, uh, and this is right next to the Seven of Pentacles here. So this card is a very earthly card. Both of these two cards are combining together right now. So let me know that you need to make sure that your resources uh, and your um, your health are being taken care of. You want to make sure that you, you are being generous with those that are going to use their gifts to further themselves and not the ones that are leeching off of your energy. This Queen of Pentacles is asking you to reconnect with, with Mother Nature and combine with the Seven here. This is letting me know that your time and your energy energy and your health are investments. So make sure that you're taking care of your body, making sure that you're, you're doing the best uh, choice possible for your overall mental, physical and spiritual health, because um, this seven is showing that it's an investment into your future. And right now you need to, you definitely need to plan accordingly. Uh, you need to really make sure that you are taking a moment to pause and evaluate where you're at on these three levels uh, so that you can make the right choice for the long haul. Awesome. I don't know if it's just my signs, but you guys are going through it today. <laughs> okay. Capricorn, three of swords. Jesus. Um, you know, there, there's a, there's a, um, um, catch 22 here. Cause you got the page of pentacles. There's an opportunity for you. It's going to be, do you see the opportunity though? Okay. So you could have something that's kind of triggering some stuff for me. Three of swords is always deep shit. It's never superficial hurt and pain. So you have an opportunity to heal. You have an opportunity to change. There's something here right in front of you. And it's really, we've been talking about this, this whole freaking live, um, or this live, this podcast about um, how you react to a situation. How do you respond to a situation? And right now you have an opportunity here. And I really feel like spirit is telling you, what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with this hurt and pain? What are you going to do with this shit that you've been through? It's your choice. And the page of Pentacles is right in your hand. So what are you going to choose to do? We got Aquarius. 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 This is very suiting for Aquarius. Okay, so I have the Ten of Wands, and the Ten of Wands is the Lord of Oppression in the Alistair Crowley deck, and that name is translates to a few other decks, and it is next to the Queen of Wands. So this is letting me know here that you really have to be cautious dealing with uh, there, there possibly could be a woman that is causing you some trouble that is uh, not being honest with you or is not uh, carrying their fair share of the responsibilities. This is reminding you that you need to delegate the task and make sure that they are doing what they need to be doing um, and to not let their uh, lack of emotional control affect you. So protect your energy. Make sure that you do just what you need to be doing. Um, honor your responsibilities, but do not um, 
do not continue to do their work for them. Well, damn. I, I swear, everyone, everyone, I'm pulling. Uh, Pisces, what the hell is going on today? Pisces, you know, you have the Hierophant. We talked about the Hierophant earlier. You have the Hierophant in the reverse, and you have the Eight of Cups in reverse. And what the, immediately what I'm feeling for you is some of you are walking away from your gifts. You're walking away from your knowledge. You're walking away. Um, it's easier to stay in a 3D reality. Let's be real. It's easier to stay in a, the 3D reality and just say, nope, fuck everything else. It's too hard. That discipline is too hard. It's too hard to look at at life and, and, and um, change. And I feel like for some of you, you're taking the easy way out. I'm going to call you out. Spirit is calling you out right now. You're taking the easy way out. It's, it, you're, you're looking back. And the, the thing about it is most, most of you are going to get to a point where you look back and say, fuck, did I really do the right thing? Did I really, when I could have helped someone or I could have used my story or I could have used my gifts. I was born with these beautiful gifts, but I chose to go and, and, and be materialistic or I, I chose to stay in those addictions or I chose to stay in the darkness in my depression or my selfishness. And I feel like a, a lot of you and whoever is listening to this, definitely spirit is kind of calling you out. You're walking away from something that you were born to do, whatever this was. It, it's your God-given right, however you want to look at it. And because of fear, because of it's too hard, because of your doubts, because of your the you don't love yourself enough. And this is where you got to look yourself in the mirror and make that choice. And again, it's not me. It's not my life. Spirit is telling you at some point you will get there and you will look back and you'll be like, oh, shit, what I could have did this. And then you'll be back here to repeat this shit. <laughs> Uh, Aries is next. Ooh, Aries. This is okay. So Aries, you have a wake up call here for you. Um, so it's a positive wake up call. It's, it's not a tough one. I got the star card and it's next to the judgment card. So your wake up call is to remind you that you have a bright future ahead of you. That if you are currently experiencing a moment of darkness, you need to remember your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, your desires, and let those be your North star. You need to be, uh, you need to let those be the beacons that guide you out of your darkness. This is a wake up call to re be reborn, to transcend this, this darkness and start living in the light. This is your time to forgive, uh, to, to forgive yourself, to forgive anybody that's hurt you and move on. This judgment card um, is indicating here that there is a major transformation here, which requires you to balance um, your dreams, your wishes, and your, your desires. If you put them on the back burner, now is the time to start living your life. This is a wake up call to start going after your dreams, your goals, and your aspirations once again. Awesome. I'm loving that. All right. Taurus. Um, Taurus, you actually don't have a bad one. You got the seven of pentacles, four cups in reverse. I actually feel like you had kind of tunnel vision for a little bit. You could have been letting some things kind of distract you. But the biggest thing I feel like spirit is telling you today is your hard work is not for nothing. Um, everything, the time and effort that you've been putting in, whether it's a relationship job, whatever it is for you, it's actually panning out. It's just slower than what you might want, but you are going to get to where you go if you keep at it. The seven of pentacles, I love that because it, it is that that you what you put in is what you're going to get and you may not see it now but you will see it and that's the thing it's there um and it's coming so don't don't move away from what you're doing you're going to be successful in it it's just a little bit slower than than what you what you want but it's coming okay don't get discouraged uh gemini is next 
Gemini, Gemini, uh, you got an interesting read here because I got the King of Cups next to the Ace of Swords and intuitively the first message that I got from looking at these two cards here is that you need to keep your head up. You need to really make sure that you're paying attention to your higher self. You're connected to the spirit, to the messages that spirit is trying to give you. Do not ignore the signs. This leads to the Ace of Swords, which is letting me know that this is a time to focus your thinking. You're a Gemini, so thinking is huge for you. You don't want to be overthinking things. You want to make sure that you're separating yourself from your emotions uh, and that you're not acting on an emotional, uh, out of an emotional state. You want to make sure that you have that clear thinking free of distractions because this base is indicating here that divine inspiration is going to come to you the second you start paying attention to the signs that the universe has been trying to send you. So be uh, aware of uh, the messages coming to you from spirit and make sure that your mind is ready to receive. Awesome. All right, Cancer. All right, Cancer, you got the Knight of Swords in the reverse and the Nine of Wands in the reverse. You know, the first thing I heard for you is that you're not being heard. You're not being heard, so you're giving up. You're, you're, no one's listening, so I'm going to give up. No one hears me, so I'm going to give up. But I feel like you're just allowing a lot of past shit to get you to the point of saying, fuck it, no one hears me anyway. You kind, you're kind of going back into this child childish kind of energy um because you know once you get to a, a certain point you're going to keep saying what you need to say regardless to who's hearing you so i feel like you're kind of giving up because you're not being heard no one's hearing your words you feel like you're, you're you're having to say too much or do too much and no one gives a shit anyway so just take a second take a second take that break take that step back and ask yourself i mean if you really don't want to do whatever this is because with two cards i don't know what you're doing i don't know who you're talking to but if it's something that you're really just like you know what fuck it i don't care anymore then fine but i don't feel like that's it i feel like you do care i feel like you do give a shit but you just feel so much like no one's no one's listening to you and you're reverting to the let me break down and quiet so it's kind of like a childish way. If I act like this, then they'll hear me. If I, you know, if I give them the same medicine, then they'll hear me. And that's not really the way to get attention. You got to kind of pull away from that and choose to still be heard, choose to still voice your opinion. You can still do it in a loving way without, you know, bringing the arrogance and ego into it. And you definitely don't need to give up what you believe in to get your point across. So I feel like today, just maybe take a second. You are the, you know, the queen and king of emotions. Maybe take a second back, check your emotions, and then come back with that communication. And then last but not least, we got Leo. Woohoo, that's my sign. <laughs> All right, Leos, listen up here because we have the Page of Cups with the Nine of Cups. So if you are, uh, I, I feel that with this card here, the first message that I got here is, again, connecting to your higher self. You are at the beginning stages of a new spiritual venture. Um, I really do feel here that you are about to gain some new information that's going to take you on a totally different path. And you need to be open for this journey you need to align yourself to these new experiences whether they be emotional or spiritual but you do have some messages coming to you from spirit and that is indicated by the nine of cups this is going to be something totally new for you however with the nine of cups being next to this is that this is going to give you what you've been asking for the universe is finally in alignment to your wishes and your desires and you are finally going to start to manifest what you've been thinking of whether this be love money um anything that your mind and your heart are in in balance with is going to start coming your way so get ready i do see the beginning of new things and your wishes and your desires manifesting right before your eyes 
Awesome. Awesome. Uh, again, all I could do is thank you so much for uh, coming on and joining me for the podcast. Anytime you want to go live and do some readings, let me know. I think we would absolutely be killing it on Facebook. I will have your information on where to uh, follow him. Also reach out to him on the YouTube channel. Um, and then if you're listening on podcasts or, I mean, if you're listening on Anchor, uh, Apple or Spotify, you'll need to go over to the YouTube to get the links. Okay. So again, thank you so much uh, for coming on today and chopping it up. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm very humble like that, where I'm just in gratitude of just even being able to read with you. So awesome sauce. Um, well, and <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, time went by really quick and uh, it was it was a, a blast uh thank you for having me and if you ever need anybody else again and yes i we definitely should do a, a live a live together right awesome and we'll definitely have to do this at some point uh get another topic and just chop it up yes when you're having fun time is like boom gone um but yes we will we will so um as always you guys sending you guys so much love uh so much light until next time bye